to being a community health center um, seems to have just allowed a an opportunity to practice medicine in a way that feels like it's the right way to practice medicine. Welcome to the ACO Show. This is the second in our two-part series on community health centers. For this show, Josh and Joe speak first with Dr. Robert Kraft, the Chief Medical Officer and Chief Executive Officer at Salina Family Health Center in Salina, Kansas. For the second interview on this show, we have Dr. Susan Ward-Jones, the CEO of East Arkansas Health Center in West Memphis, Arkansas. You'll hear about the history and challenges of community health centers, the patients they serve, and their funding structure. You'll also hear how the mission of community health centers aligns so well with the goals of value-based care in accountable care organizations. Dr. Kraft is the Chief Executive Officer and Chief Medical Officer at Salina Family Health Center in Salina, Kansas. Um, Welcome to the show, Dr. Kraft. Thank you for having me. Let's just start, if you could tell us about your health center. Sure. Um, So Salina Family Healthcare Center is in Salina, Kansas. Salina is a town of about 50,000, right in the middle of Kansas at the crossroads of I-70 and I-35. We're sort of the definition of the heartland. Uh, We serve about 10,000 people in our community. Like most most health centers, uh, we have a predominant focus on serving those who are at or below 200% of poverty. Approximately a quarter uh, of our patients are uh, Medicare, about a third are Medicaid, uh, about 20% are uh, uninsured, and the rest are private payers. Uh, Salina Family Healthcare Center uh, came into being back in 2004. Um, At the time, we had a family medicine residency training program that was established in the late 1970s called Smoky Hill Family Medicine. And the mission of the residency program was to train family docs for rural Kansas. Uh, So I actually was finishing up my residency training. Uh, And at the time, we were involved with a local indigent clinic called Salina Cares. And we were helping serve those patients who did not have insurance um, in our community through that Salina Cares program. The funding for Salina Cares was being threatened at the time, what little funding they did have. And so the thought leaders at the time decided to merge our family medicine residency program with the local indigent clinic and apply to become a federally qualified community health center. So in 2004, that came into being. And I've been um, either on teaching uh, faculty staff for the residency program uh, and also just taking care of patients within the community health center um, since then. Community health centers do get a lot of funding from the federal government. And I I think a lot of people don't know much about them. Um, Can you explain a little bit about just how, how community health centers, federally qualified health centers, rural health centers, what is their relationship to, to, to budgets? I think the idea that we get a lot of funding from the federal government is a little bit of a misconception. We do apply for federal funding. And um, one thing that I would say is um, not every community health center is exactly the same. So I can describe what we have at Salina Family. 
Um, we are federally qualified and we have a base grant through a federal legislation and it's called the 330 grant. That's the section of the law um, where that funding comes from. That base grant funding establishes us and helps support our programs uh, as a community health center. That qualification then also opens up other funding streams through mostly Medicare and Medicaid programs to allow a, a different uh, payment rate, what we call an encounter rate, um, that is a little bit higher than what is generally paid to uh, private practitioners. And the whole purpose of that base grant and then the encounter rate is to help us provide care to everybody without regard to their ability to pay, including those patients who do not have insurance. So the structure really helps set up the, the mission of the organization in this case, both at Salina, but also at, at, at other health centers across the country. That's exactly right. And the funding streams actually come from a lot of different areas. Um, the federal government is obviously a big, a big support for community health centers uh, across the nation. Um, there's also a lot of grant funding potentially from the state and local areas, as well as uh, private uh, foundations that are wanting to support the mission of community health centers. Does your funding go up and down dramatically year by year? given the, you know, the vagaries of the budgeting process or whether there are grants or have you managed to smooth out your, your revenue? Overall, the revenue stream has been fairly stable. That does not mean that there haven't been threats to it um, in the past. Community health centers have traditionally been fairly popular programs uh, and have received bipartisan support. And so um, the general funding has become more and more um, stable, I believe, over time. Um, it also is just a, a higher mission, I think, to accept everybody without regard to their insurance status or ability to pay. And uh, if you look at the success of the program and the amount of uh, money that it has actually saved the system overall, it helps make that an easier sell, uh, no matter what your uh, political stripe is. So your health center is part of an Allidate Accountable Care organization. How do you think the fit is between a community health center like yourself and a, a value-based care organization like Allidate? I think in general, there are a lot of aspects of the accountable care or value-based care system that aligns fairly well with a community health center um, system. So one of the things that at least with Allidade's version of accountable care is that it's primary care focused and community health centers have a very strong um, sense of primary and preventative care at, at their core. So we try to deal with patient problems in a primary care setting rather than in a specialty care setting. Another good uh, area of fit is with social determinants of health. Um, those are barriers and concerns that our patients have um, that we have seen ever since we've been a community health center. And that seems to be uh, a big focus of um, Allidade and, and accountable care um, in general. Dr. Kraft, as a, as a recovering surgeon in my previous life, this is the most uh, experience I've had with primary care since I was in medical school, working with the, the amazing physicians in and around Allidade. And 
I'm always amazed at how uh, what I hear about in in our partner practices is the way I imagined practicing medicine when I was a kid, you know, thinking about going to medical school. D does it feel like that? I'm sure there are lots of red tape and everything else, just like every every job. But does it really feel like you're fulfilling that that mission that you imagined when you wanted to be a doctor? It sure does. Uh, you know, when I grew up in a small town called Concordia, which is just north of Salina, and when I decided to go into medicine, family medicine uh, and primary care in general was just what I thought medicine was. Uh, and so it's been a very good fit for me from my career. And then the transition of our practice to being a community health center um, seems to have just allowed an opportunity to practice medicine in a way that feels like it's the right way to practice medicine. Dr. Kraft, you've probably been at multiple Allidaid venues where we've talked about changing the whole U.S. healthcare system with, with the work that we're trying to do. Um, and I'm curious your personal thoughts on what the system as a whole can learn from the work at, at health centers across the country. I don't want to presume to be able to teach others how to how to do their job um, necessarily. Um, we're just trying to do the best we can here. I do think that there's been a lot of talk about physician burnout lately. Uh, and um, one thing that I do believe is when you uh, are caring for a population, when you're not dividing up the community, and taking care of only a certain subset, and you can take care of everybody, that helps uh, the way we feel about uh, the medicine that we're providing and uh, makes it more mission-driven. Mission uh, and I think that having a uh, that type of mission uh, drive the care that we provide helps cut down on, on physician and provider burnout. Well, Dr. Bob Kraft, CEO and Chief Medical Officer of Salina Family Healthcare Center in Salina, Kansas. Thanks for joining us on the ACO Show. Thanks for having me. Dr. Jones is the CEO of the East Arkansas Family Health Center. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Jones. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. To start off, could you tell us a bit about East Arkansas Family Health Center? Well, East Arkansas Family Health Center is, of course, a community health center, and we have initiated in 1974, so we've been in the community for a number of years. Uh, we have uh, seven uh, service delivery sites, three school-based clinics, and one admin site that's for case management for our HIV-AIDS population. Our patient mix is 64% um, African American, 32% white gender, a mix of more females, 61%, male, 39%. Um, our ages are, you know, the lion's share at 66%, 18 to 64, 16%, uh, 65 plus, and zero to 17, 18%. Now we've seen our pair mix, of course, uh, change since the Affordable Care Act. Prior to that, our uninsured rate was somewhere around almost, uh, almost 50%. And now it's at uh, 26%. Our Medicaid is at 35%, which is much higher than previously before the Affordable Care Act and Medicare at 20%. And we do have some uh, commercial insurance at 19%.
we have grown um, a lot over the past probably 10 years um, and just trying to go into underserved areas where there's lack of access. How did you end up uh, working at a, at a community health center? Well, to be honest, I really didn't know much about community health centers, and I've been at the health center almost 24 years, but really I came here at, at the request of a classmate of mine that was a year ahead of me in medical school and said, hey, you can pay off your loans at this place. He was medical director and I was getting married and it was, you know, and my husband lives here. So um, it seemed like a good place to get my loans paid off, but I never, never dreamed that I would work nor had any intentions of working long-term at a health center. I had always wanted to be in private practice, so I thought, but I came to the health center and um, was initially staff physician and immediately was a medical director because um, the medical director left to go into private practice. And you mentioned that part of the decision initially involved having your loans paid off. Can you say more about that being a feature of work at community health centers? Well, I think that's a big uh, recruitment uh, and also retention tool that we have that, you know, we're often in uh, in underserved areas where, you know, uh, clinicians can uh, apply for loan repayment through the National Health Service Corps and you know, that's uh, a good way to pay off mounting uh, debt as it, it continues to increase in medical schools and other, you know, professional schools or nurse practitioners. So it's a wonderful way of, um, you know, paying off your loans. And, you know, shame on us if someone stays four years and we can't get them to stay, you know, longer than that. As CEO of the health center, do you have to get involved in politics at all, you know, particularly in terms of funding? Do you have to make sure that you're your local politicians remain supportive? We do. We have close relationships, not only with our local, but, you know, of course, and with our state and also with our, you know, national congressional delegation. We are, you know, often have conversations with our local senators and, you know, even through our community health center board, have a good relationship with the governor in Arkansas. Of course, you know, every year we are on the hill having conversations with our congressional delegation in terms of uh, bills that are coming up that are affecting health centers and just a one-on-one talk on just what the needs of the health centers are and how impactful we are for their, you know, congressional constituents. Health centers have been unique in that we've always had bipartisan support. I think just the divide comes in just in how, how to fund health centers, but we have a National Association of Community Health Centers, and, and that do a wonderful job in constantly advocating and really just demonstrating the need uh, for health centers as a, as the fabric of the healthcare system in this country. Is Arkansas a state that has expanded Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act? Yes, we were one of the first states to expand uh, back in 2014, which has been just uh, monumental in getting access for patients and services. And prior to that, you know, it was just, um, you know, really difficult to practice medicine with uh, a high number of uninsured and particularly when they have to go outside the four walls and specialty care and getting equipment. So it has really been just uh, monumental for the state in getting uh, access. Now, we are talking to you because we were planning to do a show about CHCs and it, we, we heard well, you should talk to Dr. Ward-Jones. She does a fantastic job. 
I, c- I can see why people asked us to speak with you. What do you find challenging about running a CHC? I think the most challenging, and I think this not unique among any health center, is just the workforce. And we know that the medical services are the drivers of, you know, health centers and other services are created around the medical services that we provide. But I think we have difficulty, you know, attracting providers uh, in health centers because, you know, typically we're not able to, to, to give the top salaries you know, as, as the private world is, and we are, you know, doing better with that. But more importantly, it's uh, difficult to attract what I call mission-based providers, those that are not chasing the dollars, those that are in it for the mission of the health center and providing access to the underserved, uninsured, and those that are disenfranchised. That's the most difficult, you know, you don't have a kind of swinging kind of door where people are just coming in you know, working a couple of years and um, and then leaving because that just kind of disrupts all the progress that you've made. I always tell employees, don't chase the dollars. If you, you know, go the extra mile for the patient and the health center and quality care is given, the money will come. I'm really struck as you talked about the challenges that you faced as CEO on the more operational side, how similar that is to a scaling startup in any industry. Have you found any go-to resources as a CEO who's accountable for that strategic vision? There certainly have been uh, some mentors for me being a physician. Dr. Carrier certainly has been a mentor for me. He's been in it much longer, but he's a physician as well. And I've kind of watched him and of course at national meetings, uh, always access to, you know, share best practices, serving on the Arkansas Department of Health and Arkansas Center for Health Improvement Board, uh, was president of our Community Health Center Board for six years and, you know, just availing myself to any opportunity to bring back uh, best practices to the health center. As you describe talking to your clinicians that they don't need to keep an eye on the dollars, they just need to provide good care and the dollars will follow. I am struck why a community health center would be such a good fit for value-based care or an accountable care organization. You know, that is exactly what we speak about. And I think sometimes for for docs in private practice, that's not always the mindset. Uh, Is that part of what drew you you into wanting to be part of a a value-based care organization? Yes. And I think we're pretty, pretty good in terms of adhering to quality measures and reaching those standards. Every year we have to, you know, submit a UDS report that looks at not only clinical measures, but also financial measures. And I saw the opportunity with Allidade in terms of really learning, you know, to take that to the next level. And health centers don't do so well in risk coding. And those are some areas that we have some inroads, but Allidade is just, uh, you know, and I have to say phenomenal in giving guidance and assistance and best practices on those areas where we're not so well in, you know, the risk coding and uh, you know, really looking at transition of care and, you know, EDs and annual wellness visits, although we had performed some annual wellness visits, but not, you know, intently and um, just uh, really uh, knowing what what uh, annual wellness visit needs to look like. So the resources and tools and evidence-based guidelines and best practices are something that I saw that, you know, Allidade could um, really help us with. We've 
done even better since January, since we've been in. So, which is of course the goal, but uh, been most impressed by the resources available. What do you see when you look ahead? Like, what's your roadmap for East Arkansas Family Health Center? What do you want to do in the next six to 12 months? Um, and how do you think about enacting those things? You know, we're so used to being in these four walls and particularly with this COVID, you know, 19 and, you know, drive-through testing and community testing, uh, I think we'll learn, you know, how to practice medicine different. And before March, we never had perform any type of telehealth services. Uh, but now we've had to become nimble and quick. And for us, it's just pushing the needle in terms of offering services like remote patient monitoring for patients and making sure that we know where patients are in terms of their health status outside the four walls with you know those that have hypertension, diabetes, CHF, so we can make sure that we you know give them the quality of care and also want to begin to do uh, services to communities and not so much rely upon brick and mortar, but we're going to uh, have a mobile van and really just a mobile uh, clinic on wheels where we can go into some of these areas where, you know, even if we wanted to open, there's no building that exists and it's difficult to attracting uh, providers. So, you know, more of bringing services to the patients rather than, you know, the traditional uh you know, them coming to us to access services. How important is that community piece to you and the health center overall? And what else is on the table to do that in addition to to mobile units, things like that? How do you think about constantly keeping the community in mind? It has really pushed us to the next level during COVID-19 where, you know, we're looked upon to perform testing. And um, so we have always been heavily involved and really, we mandate that employees are involved. It's a part of their annual performance evaluation and a portion of their merit pay is based on community involvement. We encourage employees to serve on different community boards, organizations, get into leadership classes. I think because I'm heavily involved, they want to be involved. We have really been honored to play such a pivotal role in the community during this crisis. And I think, you know, more importantly, the reason why we're successful because many of us live in the community and people can see and resonate with you and that really makes you a better health center because they think of you as one of them and they can trust you and if you don't have trust from you know your your patients then you know there's just kind of a uphill battle dr susan ward jones ceo of east arkansas family health center thanks for joining us today on the aco show thank you so much This episode of the ACO Show was produced by Brittany Barnes, Hannah Posner, and our summer intern, Maddie Bender. Our music is by Donna Korn. For previous episodes, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. show